Welcome back, Mod Clubbers. Keaton Cash here with Luca, and uh, it's a late Happy New Year, but Happy New Year nonetheless. This is yes, our first Happy time. New Year. <laughs> it's our first time recording uh, this year together, and we're going to dig into how to be proud of yourself. This might sound a little silly or a little like, "What are you talking about?" But you know, stay with us and let us walk you through this. You know, we always struggle to keep a positive mindset. It's just kind of like a general brain bias, right? That we have where our brain's always on the lookout for things that can harm us, things that are problems, things that we need to work around. And many of you probably know that already. And to sort of combat that, we need to always be on top of our thinking. What are, what are our thoughts? And we need to try to be aware of our thoughts and think about how our thoughts are not always true. Our thoughts are not always us. They're just thoughts. And we need to remember to, to keep track of them as just thoughts, analyze them, notice them, notice them as something that's separate from ourselves. And related to this topic of how to be proud of ourselves is part of sort of guiding those thoughts in the direction that we want, right? And this kind of gets into all of the general self-helpy stuff that uh, probably many of you listen to around you know, manifestation and, you know, driving our destiny and all that sort of good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, you know, looking forward to diving into it. I think it's something I've been thinking about a lot too, with the thoughts, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to, or it can be challenging to remove yourself and be more of an observer of consciousness. Actually, my partner's reading a book on this right now. So it's very timely. Um, just sort of the nature of consciousness and and how thoughts are obviously a part of that, but that your true consciousness is is the part that can focus on the fact that you are conscious, which is the thoughts thing, right? It's like, you know, I mean, some people might disagree with me on this, but a dog isn't going to think, and you know, why am I a dog? Or, you know, like my cat, I can tell all the time that my cat's not having this internal dialogue around judgment or shame. I mean, obviously there's moments where even animals feel can feel scared or embarrassed, but it's in the moment. It's very instinctual. It's like, I'm feeling this thing or I'm scared, but they can't then analyze like, was I really supposed to be scared? Like, and have all this whole thought thing. And I think this makes being a human a little bit more challenging because we do have all of these things to sift through. Mm-hmm. It can be really great because you can do these amazing things with it, but it can also, when it ties into being proud of yourself, it can also make you feel bad. It can make you feel like you don't do anything or, or that make you forget a lot of the accomplishments that you have had, which are important because if you don't remember them, it's hard to get more of them. Yeah. You know, we, we know that nobody needs help on thinking bad thoughts, right? Like there's nothing out there. Like who needs help with that? Like, and this is why it's so easy for us to dip into fear and anxiety and all that sort of stuff. But we do need help thinking positive thoughts and keeping ourselves aware of how far we've come. Mm -hmm. And tapping back into that is just going to help bolster our confidence and help us move forward. Yeah, Uh, absolutely. No matter, you know, how many great things we've done in the past, sometimes we're still going to hit new obstacles and challenges and yeah. You know, depending on the circumstances of your life at that time, you know, maybe you're starting to bend more towards fear or insecurity mm-hmm. at that time when maybe in the past you didn't. And so another good reason to go back and 
recount these things for yourself is to help yourself realize like I've gotten through so much. I can get through this too. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I have this theory that like, you've actually been through everything. So like this idea of fear of, you know, like you can get kind of caught up in of like, can I handle this or how will this feel or how will that feel? It's like most emotions by the time you're at least like 20, you've been through on some level Mm -hmm. and they're really just then always the same stuff, just kind of by different circumstances. And obviously there's some variation, but mostly like sadness is sadness, fear is fear, like anger is anger, disappointment is disappointment, like regret is regret. Mm -hmm. No, that's a good point. That's an interesting thought for sure. I like, I like that because it helps tone down like the gravity or the weight of, of thinking all those things or feeling those things because it's like, oh yeah, I've already done this like 500 times. Like who cares? I can do it again. I think we get tripped up on sometimes feeling or I know I have uh, feeling like this layered effect of like oh it's you know it's upset but it's upset again and again yeah we compound it which then makes it heightened Mm -hmm. it's like oh all these things or like when people say stuff like nothing ever goes my way or like you know Mm -hmm. just that whole dialogue acts to compound it when really present it's like being present is actually what's most important and it's so easy to tie so much to the past and to look at it as one long continuum when really like that's just, and you know how much I've been very into storytelling this year. And if we're talking about 2022, it's been like my big, big, big focus is to continue to hone my understanding of what stories are, how they work, because as a brander and a marketer, it's super crucial. And one of the reasons why like storifiedness in marketing is so powerful is because stories are how the human brain functions. Like the whole past, but like the, the whole construct of like, things don't exist without there being some sort of other past element to it in our own minds. Mm -hmm. It's like we have, we're constantly trying to conceptualize like where this fits on the the continuum of like how this relates to other things. And that can tie us, can hold us back from being present because we are telling these stories about what things mean. Mm -hmm. And sometimes in ways that aren't even true. No, that's really good segue in a way, because it makes me think about how, when we are noticing our thoughts as sort of separate from us, then we can all ask the question of like, what is the story we're telling ourselves? And what does that story mean? And that's really critical. I mean, for one, when you position the question that way, it helps you separate yourself from the thought. And then it helps you delve into like, you know, what am I making the story mean? And the story can be as simple as like, you know, my partner didn't kiss me goodbye when they left the house today. And now I feel sort of like eh about it. Mm-hmm. And like that little like micro interaction can like, you know, but if you stop and say yeah. like, what am I making the story? What am I making that story mean that my partner didn't kiss me goodbye? Am I making it mean that they don't love me or, you know, blah, blah, blah. You can unpack yeah. that and then kind of, you know, get, get in control of it again. I want to drop this little bomb that I think we'll come back to over and over again, probably, but I've been delving a lot into this uh, outside resource, which I'll drop in the show description for you all to go check out as well. Um, It's called the Life Coach School. And yeah, Brooke Castillo. (laughs) You know about it. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've been really spending a lot of time and I've joined her community and it's been really great. And she talks about this thing that she says is just true. She didn't create it, 
but she has sort of packaged it in a certain way to, to help facilitate people understanding it. And she calls it the model. And what the model basically says is that our thoughts control our feelings and our feelings control our actions and our actions control our results. And this might seem really common sense to some people, but to other people, that is like, whoa, wait a second, what did you just say? Like, I know when I heard this for the first time, it was eye opening because I had always approached life feeling like some things gave me thoughts and some things gave me feelings. Mm -hmm. and sometimes the feeling came first and kind of informed the thoughts and sometimes vice versa. But really sitting with this more and unpacking this, like I do believe that this model is correct, that it all actually yeah. does start with thoughts. And sometimes your thoughts are so deep down that you don't even realize you had them, which yeah. is why it can feel like that's not the case. And sometimes they can be images and, and those images and thoughts can interchange. Like as someone who struggled with anxiety for a lot of their life, like I had to really read a lot about this in order to help myself because I'd have, I'd feel anxious and then I'd have thoughts like I'd feel anxious and then I'd have more anxious thoughts and they'd just keep going. But right. really when you take it one step back, yes. Like what was the thought? So I asked myself that regularly. What was the thought that caused it? I even asked my partner that sometimes, which she like kind of likes and kind of hates sometimes because <laughs> it does force you to a think about things you don't want to think about. Like sometimes I can, if you literally say to someone, you're like, okay, so you're feeling this way. Like what thought did you have right before that? Or like, what, what did you see? And then there's this moment where they're like, they know it, but they can't even say it because it just, it's just too much sometimes, you know, where you're like, wow, like I had this thought and I, I I'm like, I'm afraid to even say it out loud. Yeah. It is interesting. A lot of, there's kind of like this innate superstition with a lot of people about saying things out loud, but, but I think in general, so many of us have been going around and this like thought to feeling relationship is like so instant that like we're yeah. not even backing up from it unless we're like you know maybe in it's a really dramatic situation or something but like just on the day-to-day -day, it's really remarkable how you know this is happening all day like yeah constant of thoughts and yeah. if you're never checking in and questioning it like you're just basically like in the roller coaster, like with your, mm -hmm. with your hands up and you're just like, <laughs> just going along for the ride. Yeah. And uh, you really want to, you know, no one really wants to go through life that way. And it's not usually a happy, it will lead to yeah. anxiety. It will lead to outcomes you don't want. So to get in I control was in of a, that, yeah, you got to get back to the thought work. Go ahead. Yeah. I, I was in a, uh, a movie theater one time and like, it was right when early I was single and I was trying to do more stuff by myself. And like, I went to the movies by myself, which for one of the first times and like, I felt super anxious. I used to get very anxious in like spaces where I felt I couldn't leave, like going to a play or having to be on a long bus trip or with strange or anything like that. And so I was like, I'm going to the movies and like, I was there and the movie hadn't started and I started to feel anxious. And then I asked myself, yeah, like, what was I thinking slash feeling right before I felt that way? And I realized, and this was kind of a couple of years, I don't know sure how many years after it was, but like when that whole dark night shooting happened, when all, this is a total side note, but sometimes like as much as I hate Corona, I'm like, do you remember when like everyone was just shooting each other? <laughs> 
<laughs> like that was like before right. and obviously i know that like that still kind of happens but like anyway the world really happens in place for a while sets. yeah yeah um but yeah like i was sitting in the theater and the lights went dark again i felt anxious and then i analyzed my thoughts and i realized that i had basically played out an entire scene within two seconds in my mind like the lights went out i right away my head was like some guy came in i imagined like he's shooting everybody i'm like ducking Mm -hmm. down underneath and i'm like trying to hide i'm like where would i go and like it was all subconscious right and so if i hadn't asked myself that i would have never even known that i had just played that whole scenario out yeah no it's it's totally true because when we don't back up it's like the thought triggers the feeling and then what we do is we just react to the feeling yeah and it's like oh that felt bad or like oh i'm angry now or like oh and you're not going back to the foundation of like wait how did i get here how did we- yeah you ever ask someone why they're angry you know some people who don't like analyze it as much you're like why are you so angry they're like i don't know i don't know mm. like it's like you do know it you, if you give yourself the time but you don't want to because it's like it's scary i guess you know it's vulnerable to admit that like what you're feeling might not be the prop like you know i don't even know how to say it but like this you almost are more comfortable in the feeling than you are in the thought, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, because, because when you admit that the girlfriend doesn't love you because she didn't kiss you, if you think that you thought that there's this part of you that's like, oh, I know I should like, I'm thinking that that's weird or something. I, I totally get you where like, you know, usually by that point, like you've spent so people have spent so much time in these feelings that it's kind of become their personal brand too. Totally. And then they're so attached to this sort of thing that's playing out. But I I also think that so many people are not even aware of the power of getting to the thought and what that could do for them. And until they stumble upon that message and start doing that for themselves, you know, they're just, they're stuck in that because they don't know what else to do. And it seems like that's what everybody else is doing around them. And I think meditation and those things are key to, that's why people say to do it, that it's also a practice that you're not just going to be like that immediately. But, you know, when you sit down to try and have an uninterrupted moment of focus, I know they say like, oh, focus on the breath. It's very hard to do, to not have thoughts. Like you're going to have thoughts. You know, it's, it's more about the, when you do sit down, even if it's 30 seconds to just breathe and focus on something, just be there. Your brain is going to say a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's not working. Stop thinking. Focus on your breathing. Like, oh, this is a waste of time. Like, oh, it was working for a second. Don't be an idiot. Now you're all those conversations. And it's like bringing yourself one step back from that and recognizing all those are thoughts and just being like, oh, wow, like I'm having this dialogue. Mm-hmm. And that being the meditation, just observing the dialogue that you will inevitably have if you try and just sit there. Yeah. One of the meditation apps I used for a while talked about like just looking at your thoughts like passing clouds in the sky Mm -hmm. and that was a good visualization that stuck with me in terms of you know there's so many clouds in the sky and just thinking about them floating by there's so much distance between you and the clouds um all of that stuff it's a it's a very calming setting like it doesn't have to be this like weird emotional thing you know, when yeah. I tried to meditate before sort of getting more into thought work, it was also kind of a confusing exercise for me, to be honest, because I would, I could sit there and be like, okay, I can separate myself from my thoughts. But that was different from like, I guess, understanding the value and really taking control of my thoughts. Like I would mm-hmm. manifest 
I would have manifesting kind of sessions with myself where I would like dream and try to whatever steer an energy towards something. But, but anyway, I think this is a lot of, I think this is a lot of, uh, we can, I'm sure we'll come back to this over and over again because it's just yeah. is the way of things to jump back to this whole concept of like how to be proud of ourselves again, because it's the new year. I think it's always a good time for reflection and, you know, we can go back even to grade school as like ridiculous as it sounds but like think about all of the things that you've gotten through in your life even since you were a kid like even yeah. when you were so less equipped mm -hmm. you know like i remember always being like really nervous on like first day of school and i changed schools a lot as a kid and that was nerve-wracking but i always got through it i you know you always you know, make a friend somewhere, somehow get through those hard situations, um, you know, pass the grades. I remember even going into college, like when a new year of college would start, I would be like, there's still this little piece of me that would be like, can you do it? Like mm -hmm. you just got through freshman year, sophomore year. Can you get through junior year? And it's like, and yeah. I would be like, of course you can, but like it would still come <laughs> up because I was yeah. like, it's like this fear of the unknown. Yep you know, like I'm in my early forties now and, you know, I, you know, listeners of all ages, but yeah, you, you, we forget how easily we forget. There's actually this timeline. That's like, if they basically, if time were humans are really good at remembering like far away, like a while ago, but we're not so good at remembering like what just happened in a sense, like that sounds opposite. But like, if I were to ask you, like, you know, what did you eat for lunch on Wednesday? You know, it's like, so as time goes on, our ability to like accurately depict actually what has happened in the past gets less. There's actually a very interesting graph to depict. There's another element of it too that I can't remember right now, but it just kind of reminded me of that. Cause like, even though we've have all the resources and tools to know that, Hey, I've been through the first day of school before. We're not great at recalling that people say it's the same reason people have more than one kid sometimes. <laughs> Cause it's like, if you actually remembered you know, the pain and discomfort and like all the shit that was like frustrating about it. Like you'd just be like, I'm not doing this again. Yeah. It's probably the same for having more relationships too. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I, and I think our brain has a tendency to like categorize and chunk yes. things. Right. So like we graduate from high school and we're like, okay, like all that's done. And then college it's like all that's done. And so as we move forward, our brain is just puts it in a little block. Mm -hmm. kind of stop separating out the details and like we talked about already our brain already is not predisposed to patting ourselves on the back yeah because there's always more stuff coming and we're always, always like well what's the next thing what's the next thing you have to have it in front of you you really do that's why it's great though i'm proud you know the things you have to remind yourself of what you are proud of and all of those things and and where you're going to and emotionally where you want to go you have to constantly be exposing yourself to that every day yeah so i think we should take a minute and just kind of make an example of like how, what this sounds like and for each of us, because I think I haven't necessarily rehearsed this with myself or anything, but you know, it's probably going to sound a little obnoxious or narcissistic or something like, oh, listen to these two, like, and all the stuff <laughs> they've done. And it's, that's not really the goal here. The goal is really just to give you kind of a template of how you can do this for yourself. And, you know, tying it back to like mod club and being trans too. It's like, you know, we have to pat ourselves on the back for like this whole extra layer 
that we have to go through that other people haven't had to go through. And well, that was going to be my first one. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, it's like, you know, yeah, just transitioning. It's like definitely yeah. something. Cause if I were to look back five years ago or if, if 10 years ago now at this point for me, it's like this, you know, I, I, I told myself the narrative, like all you ever wanted was this. Like if you were just a guy, it's like it's everything you ever want, you know? And then 10 years later, it is still great, but you have to remind yourself of that, that it's like, that was a risk that was, you know, worth being proud of. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we navigate a lot of extra stuff because of it. We go through all these surgeries. We go through like, you know, coming out over and over and over again. Um, you know, it's, it's never ending. And anybody who's watching this, like already knows what those things are about, but, you know, do be proud of yourself for having the courage. I know it sounds corny and I hate when like cis people tell me like, oh, you're so brave and whatever. And maybe yeah. I should hate it, but like, you know, it's just. You know, I, it's been a while since I've gotten that actually, which is. <laughs> it usually just comes out in the midst of other things I think that it are does, annoying it does. that they say. So it's hard to just be like, yeah, but like also coming from them, I don't know. But like coming from us, I hope that you can hear that message in a way that resonates with you. But yeah, yeah. like I'll, I'll go first. So I'll just kind of like walk through, you know, some things in my life. So, you know, like we were saying, you know, I'm not going to make this 10, 10, 10 years long, but like, <laughs> you know, I, I did change schools a lot. Um, we moved around a lot. Uh, I had to navigate, we moved all around the U S so like different cultures, you know, at different points in my life, we were like, you know, kind of, in like low class areas and then middle class areas and then sometimes middle to high. So kind of navigating like class structures and all that sort of thing. And then, you know, being trans as a kid and, and navigating that and just, you know, family life and then making it out of the small town that I ended up in for high school and going to college and not getting mm -hmm. stuck in that small town. Like, you know, I don't want to say that everybody that decides to stay in the small town they're raised in that they're stuck or that it's a bad situation. A lot of people just consciously want that and that's fine. But for me, I felt like I needed to really like stick to my guns and like get out. And I did. And getting through college and, you know, college has its own challenges for all of us, uh, you know, good and bad, but yeah, you know, working, you know, lots of school, like relationships, friends, family stuff, like, you know, that's when I came out as, you know, gay and had to navigate all that. And then, you know, there's been a series of, of businesses that I've created. I mean, geez, even as a kid, like I started my first business when I was like 11 years old, like mowing lawns and totally <laughs> underpriced myself and got way too busy. And but basically have been working for myself mostly ever since. And you know, there's so much creation that comes along with work, whether it's for our own business or for other people, like generally a lot of us are creating something in some way. Um, you know, somebody's paying us for value that we're putting out into the world and we have to be proud of ourselves for that value. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of businesses, you know, and job changes throughout. And, you know, of course we've all been through the economy and the politics and all this stuff going insane apeshit and right up until you know i'm just trying to kind of make this brief but you know a series of relationships that like as you get older it feels like more and more is on the line with each relationship like you know you're trying to sort of at least for me like trying to find a life partner and trying to kind of nail that stuff down 
and but just continually working on myself throughout mm -hmm. everything challenging myself when i see that i'm in a bad place like you know figuring out how to get out of it problem solving yeah putting myself in a lot of scary situations you know when i opened the steady uh, which was the bar restaurant we've talked about you know this was 2012 now but you know like to be totally honest like I had maybe $11,000 in the bank when I opened that business. Wow. And, that's, that's pretty, yeah, that's <laughs> wild. And I, um, and I took on some loans and maxed out all my credit cards. And within six months was probably about $175,000 in debt and, you know, did it anyway. And like, I knew, I knew going in that it was going to be kind of an all or nothing scenario. I was like, I'm either going to claim bankruptcy because this is going to fail yep. or I'm going to make it. And, you know, six months in my business partner dropped out and then my next business partner, you know, became a shit show. And, <laughs> and, uh, I had Lucas smiling face there to get me through a lot of it and that helped, but, <laughs> but, you know, I worked my yes. way out of almost $200,000 worth of debt and managed to, you know, come out of that with a lot more money in the bank. And, you know, it almost, it felt like it was killing me at times, but, um, but, you know, now on to a new business, uh, I own a digital marketing agency that has been doing very well and, you know, right up until mod club, like launching mod club was really scary for me because I've lived my entire transition for the last 14 years before mod club completely stealth, except for my queer friends. So having my face you know, all over YouTube and all over some social channels and, you know, doing dick reviews and, you know, <laughs> all, just putting my stuff way out there um, more than my girlfriend would like at the time <laughs> has been really daunting. And sometimes, you know, I still have to come up against like, is this going to bite me in the ass somehow? But then I yeah. stay true to that voice that's like, you know what, this feels good. Like this feels in alignment and this feels like something that I'm doing for myself. So these are things I've created, like nobody in Toronto would have had experiences at the steady. The steady actually launched a lot of careers for a lot of people too. Big time. Um, it's a hundred percent. And it was a, such a vibe. So many people yeah. went, came through that space. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and there's a lot of businesses that, that, that got launched at the steady. So anyway, so that's my sort of like run through, but really with yourself, like sit through that and, you know, write it out. I would even say like, write it out, yeah. give yourself kudos, but yeah, go Luke. I want to hear yours too. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, a lot of similar stuff to you in terms of being proud. I, I think, yeah, just getting to a better place with mental health has been big for me over the last, I don't know, 10 plus years, maybe 15, 20 years. That's been really awesome. I'm proud of you know, be, being full-time entrepreneurial, which is something that I really wanted at one point that now feels totally normalized. I still don't feel like I like have everything I want, of course, because maybe that'll never be the case, but I'm proud to even get this far. And then a lot of the things I said I wanted to do, I've, I, I've done, and that feels pretty good. There's so many more things, but I like to think really big. Mm -hmm. Like over the last number of years, I've tried to even practice what it means to stretch my thinking because mm -hmm. I didn't realize how limited my thinking was until I realized this was now like six plus years ago, you know, and that's been a game changer, like a total life changer. And I still work on it on a regular basis. Like I always think I could be anyway, thinking of it, just continuing to do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm proud of how far it's come. 
And yeah, I don't know, making the movies just, I always, I always, always wanted to direct and like, I get to direct a lot of stuff right now and I, it feels totally again, normal, but it's good to be proud of. No, man, I've seen you come so far. <laughs> Thanks, I've seen you. you come so far. I, you know, when we were bartending together at the steady and, you know, you were talking about Facebook ads and things like that. And, and I didn't know. I only knew you in the context of the study, but I think that stuff was still, that was new for you then, right? Like you were- they, they, I was very just beginning it. Yeah, yeah, yeah beginning the journey. Yeah, you yeah. were like buying Facebook ad courses and, and talking mm-hmm. about this stuff. And I was like, I was like, cool. And I, I didn't know, like, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't want to make it sound like I questioned, like, can this guy do this? Well, but like, know. Of course. But you, you had a lot of aspirations mm-hmm. as my point. And I didn't know like which way, you were going to take things yeah. because then you were, um, I mean, this is a little besides the point, but <laughs> I just feel like it's, it's like, it's a good time to do it. Is that, you know, Luca has some major self-discipline and thanks dude. I've always noticed that's that. Nice. And that's really impressive. Like he'll just decide, I know you've got kind of like some routine annual things where you're like, I don't drink this month and I don't drink this month or something. But sometimes I think you just, I do, yes. you just spring them on yourself too, where you're like, sometimes, I, just decided, yeah. <laughs> I just decided I'm going to like restrict myself in this really intense way for like 30 days. And I'll, and I'll be like, <laughs> okay. And then when you took that job at the, uh, the agency, yeah, uh, I forget what it was, but, but yeah. you were like, you had to wake up at some ungodly hour, I think, or something. Maybe. Or maybe Probably it was bad because we were bartending till four in the morning and then you would yeah. like wake up and it was really stressful and it was really low paid. But you yeah. were like, just from the go, you were like, I decided I'm going to do this for 12 months. And so when Luca decides that, he's just like, this is what's happening. And he just does it. And it's like, no matter how gruesome it is, he's just like, yep, I'm in it. I'm doing it. And like, that's so nice, dude. And you just I appreciate it. Do it. And it's really yeah. admirable because I think that's super rare. Um, it's so, uh, yeah, I think we, it, it can be something that we all, I still feel like, yeah, I'm, I'm getting better at and learning, but yeah, I, I appreciate that. Cause it's hard to, it's hard to see those things in yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I know how difficult that stuff is. And, um, people struggle with that stuff like all the time and in all areas of their lives. So as we wrap up this podcast, I would just, uh, yeah, encourage you all, you know, take this time, get out your notepads or just have a little meditation session with yourself Mm -hmm. or just, you know, kick back in your office chair and give yourself 10 minutes and just kind of run through like, you know, all the fucking shit that you've been through, all the things you've gotten through and then think about you know what challenges lay ahead of you and and be like do you really have to cower away from that do you really not have what it takes to face whatever's coming up for you right now because no man yeah you totally got it like you've fucking been there and yeah i think the 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 i love what you just said there because it's something i try to remind myself of like as i've said before i have that like morning thing that i try to read on a daily and it's like a six page thing and um, one of the things that it says on it is, um, because it's talking about myself in the third person, this kind of like bio thing. Right. Yeah. That basically Luca can handle anything that comes up. And that was a big one for me. Cause I realized that like, I had not, again, I think sometimes we, it's our own anxieties about things that, you know, ha- anyway, I don't even know how to explain it, but like about things or how they'll happen. And I think building that trust with yourself, that's like, mm-hmm. yes, I can like telling that new story, as we said, mm-hmm. like, 
recognizing that the story that you've been telling in your head, or at least I did for a while was like life super hard. And like, you know, it's, it's this, all this stuff's happening to you. And like, it never goes your way. All those things like kind of like inside of you. So really just flipping the script on myself saying like, no, I can, uh, I'm super capable. Yeah. And like, we don't have that dialogue as much as we should. Yeah, and which goes right back to like talking about like the thought controls the feeling. So if you're feeling like shit, like no matter how hokey it sounds, like just change your thought. Like just mm-hmm. even play with it. Just play. And you with don't even it. want to. Yeah, play with it is key. Just run yeah. through all the scenarios because sometimes yeah, you are in that space where you're like, I don't even want to, because yeah. there's a safety in feeling like crap. There's a safety in the negative thoughts. It's familiar. It feels like scary to not be in them. Yeah, like you're somehow you know, falling without a net or something, but it does get easier. But here's a key component too, is that the the model and what we're saying is not to encourage people to just have affirmations. If anyone's old yeah. enough to remember Stuart Smalley from SNL, <laughs> this isn't like you feel like shit and you just lie to yourself and say like, I feel good when you don't like, that's not going to mm. work. The, the, the thoughts that you change, they have to be believable to you mm. so you baby step yourself back if you yeah, really, baby step for sure yeah if you really feel like shit then don't try to go to a super positive thought go to like a neutral thought go to like mm-hmm. you know i'm i'm okay like i'm okay right now like like everything is okay and you know just find something that oh, you yeah, can resonate good, with that's a good one because some yeah sometimes i say like you know a friend or partner or whatever they'll be like freaking out or having all these thoughts and you know just taking that pause and just asking them like okay question though right now in this moment like what's wrong and then usually people are like true because like they're actually spinning on something else it's not even necessarily going on right now and that can also be like a helpful one too they're like oh actually like yeah like i'm just here <laughs> it's like yeah are you still paying your bills are you healthy are you like you know all these things and then it's like oh yeah like i'm fine i'm like i'm worried about Fair, something yeah. but i'm fine so anyway but, yeah, okay lots, dope lots in this episode but um yes thanks everybody and don't forget yeah. to drop us questions at questions.modlove at gmail.com and uh please subscribe leave comments tell us what you think tell us what thoughts work for you tell us you know tell us what you're proud of all that good stuff. We love the engagement on the channel, guys. So hit us up. Love um, it. All right. Cheers. Cheers.